last few weeks now you have been hearing from me on crossroads and we listen to the crossroads of misunderstanding crossroads of doubt crossroads of rejection and last week we talked about the crossroads of discouragement you know we know that crossroads are unavoidable and are common to our living on this earth crossroads most often come without any prayer warning we think that everything is going on well with us but suddenly everything comes to a stop stand still and then we realize that we are standing already at the crossroad crossroads cannot be neglected crossroads cannot be taken lightly because the decision that we take when we stand at the crossroads they are important those decisions because such decisions not only going to define the path in our lives these those decisions are important because they are going to dis- define or decide our destiny and today we are going to see another crossroads people stand often called the crossroads of sickness the crossroads of sickness sickness has been the major concern of mankind right from the beginning the since the day when adam and eve fell in sin sick sickness came into existence you know today the disease control and prevention is one of the major activities or major concern of the government to ensure healthy living conditions of the citizens you know every year millions and millions of dollars are spent on medical research and health and welfare programs by the government in different countries on one hand the health condition of human is continually deteriorating day by day but on the other hand the advancement of the modern medicine is trying to prove that we are ready to handle any challenges that we may face today in our lives or in our health conditions on this earth medical science if you go back a little bit of history into the medi- medical science and medical science is so proud that today the modern medicines can cure quite a few diseases of the past at least 12 of them i can name that for you today the medicine there are medicines available there are treatments available today by the modern you know uh, medical research the disease such as smallpox polio measles yellow fever malaria typhoid whooping cough pneumonia tuberculosis tetanus diphtheria chickenpox are some of these diseases they were you know dominant at some point of time few uh, you know few uh, years back but now today they are not they are well controlled and they are well treated in the medical world the medical world is expecting to make tremendous improvement even in the coming days in the next 20 years they say that they are going to make phenomenal difference the way they treat or handle manage such diseases now according to the recent forecasts the following diseases will be either fully eradicated or cured or people with such diseases will have enough treatment they will be able to continue to live 
and they are going to they are saying that these things are going to happen in the next 20 years and the list of such diseases all the well-known diseases today the most of the cancers Alzheimer's Parkinson's disease blindness some of the diseases there is no cure today you know when people are struck with the diseases they are traveling they, they go towards their death blindness multiple sclerosis alcoholism depression anxiety disorders heart diseases and arthritis they say that they are going to completely eradicate these two these diseases in the next 20 years and today when we visit hospitals in our cities we find there are many people standing there in the crossroads of sickness without knowing what decisions they need to take in their lives going forward they don't have any proper direction they are, they are not sure how they can continue to live on this earth there are people standing at the verge of their lives totally confused you know as they were asked to take certain decisions on their going forward treatment and doctors at times they say that you know they de even define our lives on this earth and say that you are not going to live for you know more than such and such a date or you are not going to live continually or there is something else is going to happen to you and when people listen to all these things you know they I'm sure they are standing at the crossroads of sickness in their lives without knowing where to go where to turn I remember last year when my dad was in was dying in the hospital you know every time when the doctor called us to the ICU to discuss the need for another open surgery in his head he had gone through multiple surgeries you know and knowing the threat of such having such multiple surgeries and also the complications and the cost associated with that, with that I remember every time when doctor called us to speak to us we were standing at the crossroads of sickness you know finally when the doctor lost hope on his survival he asked us to take a decision on taking him back home half dead and I'm sure I remember those days we were standing at the crossroads without knowing what decision where do we take him we don't want to take him home half dead but then where do we take him but I, I really thank God you know God took him pretty soon into the eternity but there are today many out there standing today without knowing what decision they have to take how do they deal with their sickness they were not having any clue about it today we are going to find out you know what Bible teaches about some of you know those sicknesses and some of those it talks about some of those who are standing in such crossroads in their lives let's take it a little backward and see where the sickness came from sickness came into this world <clears throat> due to the sin of the original man <clears throat> the universal sin sometimes we call it as the universal sin of Adam and Eve is the reason for the sickness today in our lives the disobedience caused sickness to mankind eating the fruit of the forbidden tree caused that sickness to the mankind the curse that came upon mankind because of his disobedience brings sickness today to the mankind not eating from the tree of life but deciding to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil cause sickness to mankind because when we all go to heaven according to Revelation 2 chapter verse 7 word of God says God is going to give us the tree of life 
sorry the fruit of the tree of life which we forgot our forefathers they forgot to eat in the garden of eden if they would have eaten the tree of life they would have lived forever they would not have had any sickness or they would not have had any death but unfortunately they ate from the forbidden tree and they sinned against God and today we are living in sickness and our generation and the generation after generation people are living in sickness but you know what God is going to do when we all go to heaven God is telling us in Revelation 2 7 to him who overcomes I will give to eat from the tree of life which is in the midst of the paradise of God there is somewhere God is still keeping the tree of life just for a one simple reason that God wants to give that to us so then we cross the other shore when we go to the other land we will not have sickness because already God would have given us the tree of life the fruit of the tree of life you know that's why word of God says there is no sickness in heaven Isaiah chapter 34 24 I will just go through it you can read it later if you can note down the reference Isaiah 34 24 the inhabitants will say will not say I am sick the inhabitants of heaven are not going to say that I am sick you know today people in this world they say that I am sick why have you have not come to the Sunday school? I am sick. Why you have not come to the church? I am sick. Right? We are sick. That's why government is giving us or the employers are giving us what leave? Sick leave. They expect us to fall sick and they expect us to take the sick leave. Why? Because we get sickness in our body today. But there is a land where people or the inhabitants of the land, they are not going to complain that they are sick in Isaiah 34-24. And in Revelation 21-4, word of God says, there is no death in heaven. Revelation 21.4 There is no death in heaven So that means there is no sickness leading to death in heaven You know even the millennial reign of Lord Jesus Christ Word of God says there is no sickness When Lord Jesus Christ comes back to this world Reigning in the world for the thousand long years Word of God says there is no sickness in Isaiah 65:20, Zechariah 8:4, Word of God declares perfect health during the millennial reign of our Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 65:20, Zechariah 8:4, and also Word of God says the days on this earth, the life on this earth, is going to be prolonged during the thousand years reign of Lord Jesus Christ. And today we are going to see how. Word of God deals with someone who is standing at the crossroads of sickness. Today sickness comes on our way without our knowledge. Whether we sin or we don't sin, but because there is an universal sin already, we get into sickness. Not necessarily sin be the reason for all the sickness today on this earth. Sickness also can come on our way due to other factors such as age. As we get aged, we develop, we get into some sicknesses. Hereditary nature. Sickness that comes in our lives from one generation to another generation. Curses. Change in climatic conditions. 
accidents, birth defects and also continually involving, repeatedly doing certain sin in our lives damages some of the parts of our body and sickness comes on our way. But in the overall sense, sickness is the result of the universal sin. You know, I want you to follow me very carefully because some of these things are, you know, we may have to set right some of these things in our minds. There are are various extreme theologies out there today concerning sickness and healing. The first one says, God no longer heals miraculously. Jesus healed miraculously in his ministry, but not now. And that's a wrong theology. God heals today. God heals today. We see witnesses, we listen to testimonies of God's healing. And as I said yesterday, sometimes we don't even realize God is healing me because God prevents, prevents that disease to come in my life. So I have no clue about whether I have that disease or not. And I may think that I am living in perfect health, but not it's not so. I am living in perfect health because God has prevented that disease in my life. But God is a healer. He can always heal anyone from any kind of disease. And some other people say it is never God's will for someone to be sick. And if you are ill, it is because of your lack of faith on your part. Or lack of faith on somebody else. Those who are praying for you or those who are you know, willing your good living on this earth. It is never God's will to fall. Somebody falls sick. It may be right that God wants us to live in sickness. But we cannot declare, we cannot say that if I get sickness in my body, oh, I lost my faith. Since I don't have faith, I'm living in my sickness. Always we cannot say that. That's also not a true statement. God gives sickness to us. Somebody says, God gives sickness to us in order to punish us from our mistakes or to teach a lesson to us to correct us out. And I don't believe that too. God cannot give sickness to us and that's how God can, God wants to teach us. No, that's, that's not believable. We cannot believe that. God doesn't deal with us in that way. God doesn't do that way. God doesn't give sickness to me. Somebody else says God cannot heal chronic diseases such as diabetes, thyroid, cholesterol, the conditions in our lives that requires ongoing continuous treatment until the day we live on this earth. They are called chronic diseases. And somebody says God cannot heal chronic diseases. He can heal a little hand pain and little headaches. But God can never heal chronic diseases. Even that's not true. You know these are some of the theologies out there and being preached and being shared. To bring confusion among people. But you and I should be strong on some of the foundational truths about sickness and the healing power of God. Just listen to me. God doesn't give sickness. Sickness comes as we lost the protection of God due to the presence of sin in our lives. God doesn't give us sickness at all. He's not a God who punishes us by giving sickness. God doesn't give sickness to us. But we get into sickness because we lost or we lose our protection because of the presence of sin. I believe it because John 10.10 tells me the devil comes to steal my health. Not God. And to kill me. Not God. But God gave, God came to give me life. 
So God cannot put disease in my life to kill me. But instead God gives me life. The devil is the one who comes to steal my health. Sickness or perfect health not necessarily be a measure of someone's faith. Sickness or health not necessarily be a measure of someone's faith. If someone is going through sickness, terrible sickness, we cannot come to a conclusion. He is going through sickness because he doesn't have faith in God. We cannot come to such conclusions in our lives. And there is no limitation on what God can do or what God cannot do. There is no limitation of what God can heal or what God cannot kill. God can heal every sickness in our lives. God can heal every sickness because He is our creator. He knows, he knows our composition. He knows what we go through in our body. He knows the millions and millions of nerve systems you know, that's, that's all put together in our body because He is our creator. He is our maker. He knows what we are going through in our body. He can heal any kind of diseases. The work on the cross. His stripes can heal every sickness. Whatever it may be. Whatever name it may be under the heaven. God can heal all sicknesses because of his work at the cross. Having sickness or dying in sickness is not always a curse of God. We cannot conclude that. Oh, he died in sickness. Oh, he, it is a curse upon his life. We cannot come to that conclusion either. Everyone dies due to some sickness or other. You know, we need to remember always we are not in heaven. We are living on the planet of earth. We are living in the planet of earth where our lifespan is limited. One day or other we need to go from this world. And if we are standing at the crossroads of sickness. Our question may be today. Why I am not healed? Even after praying why I am not healed? You know, sometimes we look at the people who are having normal death on this life. We, and we tell them that, blessed, they are, they, they are such a blessed people. They just close their eyes and then go away. But even if you look into their lives, it is a failure of an organ causing that death. It's against sickness. It is against sickness. And today we may be praying about that sickness to be removed from my body. I've been praying for sickness to be healed. And I'm sure all of us are praying for sickness to be healed from our in our body. But the question that comes in our mind all the time. Why in spite of praying for such a long time. Fasting and praying for my sickness to be healed. Why I'm not getting healed. And I don't have an answer. Even I cannot answer why your sickness is not getting healed. You are not getting healed from your sickness. But if we understand or in case if you are standing at the crossroads today. We need to understand something which is very very important. You know I can tell you the reasons quite a number of reasons why our sickness is not healed today. In the authority under the authority of the word of God. Reason number one. Our sickness is not healed even after praying, maybe because we have allowed a particular sin in our lives. There are many reasons. A possible reason. Number one. Maybe I am repeatedly allowing some sin in my lives, in my life. You know, all this will help us to think about what's going on in my life. All this will when we put together all these things and go through it, Lord. Where am I failing? Why am I dealing with that sickness in my life? Why am I going through that pain again and again? 
Lord, is there no cure from that sickness in my body? I want to give some of some examples from the word of God. Jesus, after the he after he healed the man who was lying at the pool of Bethesda for 38 long years, word of God says he met him at the temple and he told him he was healed perfectly. And next week, probably when he went to church, he was there in the church and he looked at him and told him, See, you have been made well, sin no more. Lest a worst thing come upon you, John 5:14. He told him, it's good that you got healed, but sin no more. That means, if he gets into that sin repeatedly, he is again going to get into sickness. And Lord Jesus was warning him. Jesus forgave, or Jesus uh, forgave the sin of a man who was paralyzed. He was brought to Jesus and Jesus said, in Matthew 9:2, he said, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven for you. And he was raised back in his life. Sin had to be forgiven to be healed, someone to be healed. Jesus forgave their sins before he healed them because he had the authority to forgive sins. And today when we seek after God, we need to ask for his forgiveness of sins before we seek for his healing in our lives. Number one reason may be repeated sins in our life. Number two reason, God's time has not come yet. God's time has not come yet. We have been praying for healing in our lives. But looks like healing is not taking place in my body. Probably God's time has not come yet. At the wedding of Cana. Jesus told his mother in John. We read that in John 2.4. Jesus said to her. Woman. What does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not come yet. It looks like God's miracle to take place There is an appointed time in which God does that miracle at times We see evidences in the word of God Probably we have not experienced that healing in our lives Maybe God's time has not come yet Reason number three God may be expecting a commitment from me Our God is waiting for my heart to turn to him fully in surrender before he heals me. The number three reason I am not experiencing complete health or healing in my body because I am not giving my heart to God fully. I am partially into this world and partially I am trying to walk with God. And probably God is not healing me because of that. Because Isaiah 59 verses 1 to 3, word of God says, Isaiah 59 verses 1 to 3, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear our prayer. But your iniquities have separated you from God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. We have been praying for our sickness to be healed, but God is not hearing me. God is patiently waiting for me to turn to him 100% That may be probably the reason why I am not experiencing healing in my body Reason number 4 God's name to be glorified I am not getting healing in my body Probably God is just keeping that as a secret for a time or for an occasion that God wants to heal me so that his name be glorified. In John 9 2 we read that and his disciples asked him saying Rabbi who sinned? This man was born blind. Whether it was his sin or the sin of his parents. You know what Jesus answered? Jesus said 
neither this man sinned nor his parents sinned but that the work of God should be revealed in him the name of Lord Jesus be glorified in our lives probably that's the reason the healing is getting delayed in our lives and today if we are standing at the crossroads of sickness God is talking to us telling us clearly what exactly we need to do in order to get healed reason number five probably God wants us to handle it with his grace I'm a bit careful when I say this. Probably God wants us to handle this sickness with this grace so that we may not exalt us beyond the limit. We may continue to depend on God, always giving glory to God. One example, most of the time we quote, or the preachers they quote is from 2 Corinthians 12.7. Paul says, and lest I should be exalted about measure by the abundance of revelations that I received. You know, he was such a man of God. God gave him such a great deal of revelation in his life about him, about God. And here the man of God is saying, probably the thorn in my flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. If not, I may exalt myself beyond measure. Number five reason, probably God wants us to deal with us in our lifetime. Number six reason, why our sickness is not healed, we expect healing to come from our works. Most of the time, we depend on our merits to get healed. We try to do so many things, we try to fast, we try to pray, thinking that the healing is going to come from what we do. You know, we fail there. We fail in our attempt there. But God is asking us to depend not on our works, but instead God is calling us to depend on His work that He accomplished at the cross. You know, our work cannot bring any good thing today in our body or in our lives. But the goodness of God, the work of God that He accomplished at the cross can certainly bring blessings to my life. And God is waiting. As long as, you know, we depend on our work, we are not getting healed. We don't get healed. But the moment we depend on the work that Jesus Christ accomplished at the cross, that's the time we see healing taking place. Probably that's the reason we are not getting healed. We think about ourselves always when we want to be healed. But we need to think about the work that Jesus accomplished at the cross. Reason number seven. We need faith to get healed. We cannot ignore this factor. We need faith to get healed. If we don't believe, today some people, they don't believe heart to heart in the healing nature of God. And certainly they cannot expect, they cannot experience any healing in their body. No matter how much they pray, no matter how many people pray for them, if they don't believe the healing nature of God, they are not going to get healed. Jesus told, I believe, with the, to the woman who was with the issue of blood in Mark 5.34 Daughter, your faith has made you whole, made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction, your infirmity. We need faith for God to heal us. Today, even if you doubt a little bit the healing power of God, the healing nature of God, we don't get healed. We don't get healed no matter how much we pray. 
and we need the heart to completely accept we need the heart to completely accept all that just Christ Jesus did when he was living on this earth and all the authority that God gave to his disciples to go and preach the gospel and lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover we need to believe that word we don't need to believe the preacher we don't need to believe the healing minister but we need to believe the word of God and when we seek for healing and we see healing there reason number eight another reason which I'm not fully prepared to talk about today is the reason why we are not getting healed probably there is a spiritual reason for physical illness or sickness in our body there may be a spiritual reason why we are not getting healed today physically you know if our some of our spiritual conditions are not set right even after repeated warning from God will result in defiling our body tormenting our body that's what word of God says for example if you read let's read one reference Hebrew 12 15 Hebrews 12 15 I would like to read from Amplified Bible Hebrews 12 15 just listen to me word of God says exercise foresight and be on the watch to look and it goes continues to see that no one falls back from and fails to secure God's grace let's go further in order that no root of resentment anger bitterness hatred dislike all those things in order that no root of resentment shoots forth and causes trouble and bitter torment and the men and the many become contaminated and defiled by it the root of bitterness the root of anger the root of dislikeness the root of hatred can torment my body can afflict my body can defile my life defiled by my, my body brice bringing sickness into my life you know this is a big area to deal with there are people they do research in theological research and they come out and say that these are such and such sicknesses in our lives it's because of such a spiritual condition you are fallen from that spiritual condition they try to relate some of the spiritual condition for example bitterness and say that bitterness can easily cause this disease in your life so in the overall sense as we read from Hebrews 12 15 our body may be tormented and afflicted because of these spiritual roots spiritual uh, you know reasons for our sickness as we carry sickness in our body not allowing God's grace to remove that bitterness not allowing God's grace in our life to remove that hatred angry and envy and malice and all those things in our lives need to be removed in order to get healed they can be removed only when those spiritual conditions are set right we see experience healing in our body so all that I said is some number of reasons why probably sickness is not healed in my body today we are talking about someone who is standing at the crossroads of sickness and wondering about why Lord my sickness is not healed yet we talked about number of reasons and today when people stand at such a crossroad they find many options kept in front of them option number one 
they decide looks like this sickness will not go from my body i will continue to live in my sickness looks like it's a blessing that god has given to me to live in the sickness looks like and i will decide to live in this sickness continually as they also quote paul and said that say that paul had a thorn in his flesh and we don't know what thorn it was probably he had a sickness in his life and he lived through that grace of god entire life on his on this earth probably god is asking me to do it and they come to a conclusion saying that i will carry that sickness with god's grace that may be option number one option number two some people even say that i tried all the level best i prayed enough it's not going to work i'm going to seek for some other alternate mechanism i'm going to seek try out some ungodly things probably that's where my healing is they even go to some areas you know where not even they are as a child of god they don't even not supposed to step into those areas they will dare to step in those areas thinking that that's where their healing may be third option i believe this is what god wants us to do sometime god wants us to find out the reason why even after praying the sickness is gone not removed in my body is it a sin or sometimes it may be a question of waiting for god's time is it is that what god wants me to do or god is you know waiting for certain commitment from my life until i make that commitment god is not going to heal me <clears throat> on the other day we were talking to one parent for a healing of their child they were saying that we know heart to heart until we come out of this situation until we come surrender to god totally i know that my child is not going to get healed and we are waiting for the day when we will be able to give our life to god so that i will see healing taking place probably that god wants us to do some such thing like like that in my life in our lives god wants us to god wants to turn our attention towards him in all the areas of our lives sometimes it may be lack of faith that the god wants to wants us to set it right sometimes sometimes it's it may be the spiritual conditions that i spoke about that god wants us to deal with that and god wants us to remove it from my life that may be the third option that is in front of me today as i deal with sickness option number 4 i think that's the best option for us today to believe in divine healing to believe in divine healing divine healing is a heritage or inheritance of god's children it is the bread it is not the bread crumbs that falls from the table it is the bread that god is giving us today you know most of the time the healing what we experience as in our lives probably i would say it is the bread crumbs that's falling from the table we take that and we eat it off and we say that i got healed what about the bread god has kept the bread as an inheritance for us and god is calling us to grab the bread and eat it it talks about the divine healing god has for you and for me if we are standing at the crossroads of sickness the good news is that believe in divine healing believe in divine healing it doesn't come just overnight but we need to start believing in god for small things in our lives for example before we take a pill why don't we pray our sick over our sickness I don't know whether we do it when our child or our spouse is sick do we call them before we give any treatment to them do we just call them and lay hands over them and pray for them I don't know how many of you do that 
When somebody reports of sickness, do we lay hands and pray for them before we do anything over them? We need to take a little baby steps towards divine healing. We will see God's healing power in our body. I'm not asking you to stop taking pills, but we need to start believing in divine healing. If we believe in divine healing, we will seek the healer, but we will not seek the prescription. We will go to seek the healer rather than going running to seek the doctor. We will get into our prayer chamber and close everything, shut our ears and eyes to the world, and we cry out to God instead of being taken into the operation theater. It is easy to talk about it when everything is going all right. But it is a real challenge to believe in divine healing when we are sick and when we are losing hope. It is very challenging to believe in divine healing. But today as we are talking about the crossroads of sickness, I want, you to, I want to tell you that divine healing is biblical. Many live through it right from beginning until today. And even today many are living in divine healing. It, is all, depend, it all depends on how closer our walk is with the Lord. How strong our faith is when we are challenged with life-threatening sickness or life or death situation. How faith, how real our faith is. You know today, do you know that most of the time we have fake faith in God? We have fake faith in God. But that fake faith can be tested when we are put in trial. It will come out whether it is a fake faith or it is a real faith. When we want to get healed divinely by the Spirit of God, by the healing power of God, we need to have strong faith in God. When I think about divine healing, I can't stop thinking about this mighty man of God. I I may have to read through that section of his biography quickly before we close. To insist my point here on divine healing. Just listen to me. I I may be reading it now. So I want to conclude today quoting an incident from the life of a mighty man of God who lived in the second half of 19th century and at the beginning of 20th century his name is Wigglesworth <coughs> known as the apostle of faith mighty man of God used by God in different parts of the globe to heal the sick and to deliver the evil possessed raising the dead and to preach the word of God used by God amazingly in the United States, in Switzerland, Scandinavia, Australia, New Zealand, India, Sri Lanka and many other countries. A man who was a plumber by his profession. He was born in a very poor family and ended up in working in the field at the age of six and continued his work in the woolen mill of his mother and later used by God as a storehouse of God's healing power. One fine morning he says in his biography he writes like this me and my wife saw that we could not go just half measure with God just follow carefully try to follow if we believed in divine healing we would have to be wholeheartedly in it so we pledged ourselves to God and then to each other they were coming to a common agreement 
this consecration to trust God seemed to bring a new order in our lives, he says. We looked at each other, others' faces and said, from henceforth no medicine, no doctors, no drugs of any kind shall come into my house. It is very easy when in health and strength to make pledges, he writes, and utter vows, but it is being faithful in times of testing comes that that counts. Little did we know that shortly we are going to have such a test. We were both very zealous for the Lord and spent a good deal of time in open air meetings. One Sunday a violent pain gripped me, Wigglesworth says, and brought me down to earth. Two men supported me and brought me home. The same thing that happened before but the pain had not been so severe in the past in the previous times. We prayed all night. The next day morning I said to my wife, it seems to me that this is my home call. We have been praying all night and nothing has happened. The man who raised dead many times. was praying all the night but nothing was going on, nothing is happening. And I am becoming worse. Is that not, does not seem as though anything can be done. You know our commitment to God, but just protect you from the condemnation of outsiders, would we call a physician? Would we call a doctor? To protect yourself, you should now call a physician. I leave it with you to do what you think should be done. That poor thing, he writes, she was in sad plight with all the little children sitting around her and there seemed to be no hope, whatever. She broke down and left me and went to see a physician. Not from him, not for help from him, but for she did not think that he is going to survive. Probably she wanted a physician to come and declare that he is dead. When the doctor came, he examined me, shook his head and said, there is no hope, whatever. He, had, he has had appendicitis for past six months and the organs are in such a shape that is beyond recovery, beyond hope. And he turned to my wife and said, I have few calls to make, Mrs. Wigglesworth. I will come and see you again later. The only hope is for him to have an immediate operation but I am some, I'm somewhat afraid to do that because your husband is too weak for a surgery right now. When he got out of the room, an elderly lady and a young man came into the room. And she was a great woman of faith, woman of prayer. And she believed that everything that was not health was the work of devil. She believed so in God, so strong, so deep. And while she prayed, the young man laid his hands on me and cried out, Come out devil in the name of Jesus. A man who raised dead, a man who healed many sickness by the grace of God, now he is in the deathbed. And someone else came and ministered to him and he laid his hand along with this prayerful woman and he screamed out saying that come out devil in the name of Jesus. To my surprise, Wigglesworth writes, I felt all well as it had never been in my life. I was absolutely free from pain as soon as they had prayed for me they went downstairs and I got up from my bed believe that no one can right have no one has a right to remain in bed when healed 
when I got downstairs my wife cried oh I said I'm healed she said I hope it is true I inquired any work left out for me and she said yes there is a woman who is in great hurry to get some plumbing done if we could not take care of her she would have to find a, go and find somebody else and she gave me the address I went out to do the work because he was a plumber while I was working the doctor returned he put his silk hat on the table went upstairs got as far as the landing where my when my wife shouted doctor 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 and he turned and looked back and the doctor asked her are you calling me and she again screamed oh doctor oh doctor and he said she said doctor Wigglesworth has gone back to work and the doctor answered they will bring him back a corpse as sure as you live well the corpse Wigglesworth writes well the corpse has been going up and down the world preaching the gospel and these many years since that time today if we are standing at the crossroads of sickness you know we don't need to live ever in our sickness because our God is a healer divine healing is the inheritance of God's children we don't need to walk away from God because we are not healed where else we can go other than coming back again to God there is no other place we can go we can set things probably we can set things right with God those things which are inhibiting inhibiting God's healing in our lives we can try to have more faith in God we can pray about it we can read the scriptures and ask God Lord increase my faith but more than all that I would encourage you to believe in divine healing not the bread crumbs but the bread of God dogs may eat the crumbs falling from the table but not you and me not children of God God wants us to eat the bread that is kept for us the work that he accomplished at the cross that brings divine healing in our body but God wants us to eat their bread and to live in perfect health it is not the will of God for us to face premature death due to sickness in our body not at all that's not the will of God John 10 10 says it is the thief that comes to steal and to kill and to destroy if someone is dying in sickness prematurely it is not God it is the devil but God says I have come that you may have life that you may have life more abundantly the abundance of life guarantees a life that is fully lived on this earth and today if we are living in sickness it is a word to you that we need to trust in God's healing power and we need to receive the healing from God but God wants us to believe as I said in his healing power and he wants us to start taking steps of faith into it unless we just practice it unless we start putting things in practice we are not going to have it we are not going to see it as the scripture says in 3 John 1 2 beloved I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers amen